this is wow what a week what a week politics welcome back to wow what a week hashtag Politrix. So a commenter on the post of last week's Politrix praised him by saying he is the leadership we need. Well, we're not sure when he'd lead his own party, but for now, we're glad he's here to lead us through the wild, wild west that is Politrix. Please give a warm welcome back to Mudimuame Botsang Muilwa. Good morning, Brother Fresh. And, my, my and, dude. And, 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 uh, yeah, and morning to the viewers and the followers. Yes, sir. You know, I didn't know that you as celebrities, you get stopped all over the malls and, and restaurants and shopping by, by people who appreciate you. And, and it has started happening. But I like the feedback. Yes, sir. I, I, the feedback is very positive. And the ideas and the recommendations. You know, somebody kept me. I met a gentleman last week mm. somewhere at the Red Mall in, in Centurion with their wife, and I was going there for a meeting. They kept me for 17 minutes. I was counting, <laughs> analyzing hey, the show, that is and telling me how we should not change. And I'm like, look, we may shut it down. We are broke. We don't have money. They're like, no, no, you're not Guys, going to please, shut. please send us money or start a, a, a GoFundMe channel for us. Exactly. We're, we're actually both unemployed. Um, I was fired way before Botsang was fired. And he's still fighting at the CCMA, so... No, 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 I'm at the labor court oh, now. Oh, you're at the labor court uh, It's beyond even that. But look, on a serious note, we need a sponsor. Yeah. The, the, the people, I don't know why, are they afraid to come out? You know why? Because you say things that might upset people. No, I mean, the people. followers... Well, uh, fresh. Uh, <laughs> do I say the wrong thing? Who says the wrong things, guys? Yeah, me or fresh? <laughs> Ah, uh, me, I'm just here. You're not going happy. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm here with him, guys. Anyway, Justice Zondo, um, not happy. What's happening? Well, look, uh, be, be, before we even go to Justice Zondo, yeah. uh, not happy about the conduct of, of the African National Congress mm. uh, uh, towards his deputy, uh, yes. Justice Maya, let, let's go back a little bit and look at the conduct of Mr. Justice Zondo himself. Mm. You know, in the last week or two, he has been on the media platform. And this is the difference between him, his predecessor, uh, uh, Justice Mohen Mohen, mm. and, and the longest serving deputy uh, 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 chief justice of South Africa, uh, uh, Justice Dikam Mosemeke. Yes. You know, I, I've been saying to people, and asking people, when did you ever see Justice Dikam Mosinik, except when he's performing his duties mm. on the media platform and... and, and Almost on a tour. Oh, yeah, you understand? So, mm. so uh, Justice Zondo, I, I think, before the ANC even went to do a mistake or errors, he got excited on the microphone in front of cameras mm. by talking about how the, the Zondo Commission report, it's not been you know, rolled out the way it was supposed to. He is correct. The, the, the wills of the National Prosecuting Authority are very turning very slowly towards the Zondo Commission report. But is it for him, though, to comment on that? That is, that is where he is wrong. Because surely there should be other people, even if it means he sends someone else. Yes. He should be seen as, I've done my work, I've presented, I've my, presented work, my report. I'm on to the next one. Absolutely. It can't be now that he's almost with binoculars. What are they doing with my report uh, now? Exactly. Because and, and that's what it feels like. He, he also conducted himself as if he doesn't know the challenges Yes. that the judiciary is faced with, lack of judges, too many 18 judges, the budget being cut, the MPA struggling, but also 
you know what I said, and, and I'll get to Marcella Coco's case, mm. to say also us as a nation putting the NPA under pressure to rush to courts and charge people or prosecute people that were charged or are suspects by the police. It's also wrong mm. because the NPA loses its case. They get thrown out not because they didn't have the facts, because they are under pressure to rush to court. Justice Zondo was not supposed to comment on his work. His mm. work was done. Sure. He handed over the report to the head of state, and, and parliament is involved in that. Now, if parliament is not doing its duty, he can make a comment, for example, to say he didn't expect parliament to take so long you know, and stop there. But to mm. go to the merits of his findings, to even mention people's name, to say, like the Gupta Zuma uh, 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 state capture. So he has already concluded. It's becoming personal almost. It's, yeah, but mm. he's concluded that there was a Gupta Zuma state capture. Actually, yeah. you know, the bad thing that he had done is this has given Jacob Zuma, the former president, mm. chance to go to court now and say, you I can see, you. I, told I told you, you. it is mm. personal. Mm. He has already, he's the chief justice of the country. He has made remarks that may influence either party, you know, either the suspects or the accused or the presiding officer who's going to be presiding over charges to the people who are being mentioned there. And, and, and I think the chief justice must stay away from microphones and cameras. He must focus on his job as the chief justice of the country. Mm -hmm. and, and it goes back to what I said the other day, that uh, where is the independence of the judiciary? Now, now he has jumped the, 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 the executive authority that appointed him to do the job. He jumped the parliamentary process and, uh, or the legislative process, then he goes to the media or in a social platform. And it doesn't help that already there's a perception that um, the Chief Justice and President Ramaphosa are cozying yeah. together. They, they, I mean, look, even at the commission, it was very ha ha ha, ha ha ha. Very ha, soft. Ha, ha, ha. Amid the allegations, very serious allegations that people like Marcella Koko and Brian yes. Mulefe made against the, the, the state president. And, and, and I think one thing a lot of our leaders are bad at is simply managing perceptions. And it doesn't mean that because you haven't broken the law, it doesn't mean that because you haven't been proven to have done anything wrong, yeah, that you innocent. shouldn't manage perceptions. Perceptions, Because yes. often perceptions are what people go with. And, and perceptions go and fly in the media fresh than mm. anything else, exactly. than facts. Exactly. At times when facts comes out, the damage has been done. People's names have been soiled. Yes. And, 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 when, those uh, and those perceptions almost become the narrative. They, they, the narrative that people know about mm, it. You mm. know, we have people in this country who have been falsely accused of rape. Mm. We have been people who have been jailed for theft that they didn't commit. Mm. We have been people who have been bankrupted because uh, uh, they are unemployed and they are suspected to have done something wrong at work. By the time mm. that that whole narrative and perception and, and, and lies becomes the truth comes out, it's too late and the damage has been done. Absolutely. Personal damage to human beings. And, and I, I think it was unfortunate for Justice Zondo to, to co conduct himself like this. And along the lines of him behaving like this, mm. boom, the ruling African National Congress goes and takes the picture of his deputy, Justice Meyer, uh, Justice Meyer, and use it on their uh, and campaign leaflet. No, but they were saying that all we were saying was we are responsible for a lot of the transformation uh, that you see, and Justice Meyer is one of those transformation. Uh, high points uh, so, is so, the argument. Uh, uh, well, is Justice Maya not occupying that position on merit? Is it on transformation? It's on merit. But mm. also, why use the photo? The ANC has very brainy legal people. Mm. They know 
that you cannot do that. That's why they came back and apologized after. The, the people in the justice system, especially judges, mm. are, are supposed, even when they belong to political parties, to resign from those activities of political parties. If it must never be known. The, it, it, exactly. And, and they why would they... In any way. Why, why did they choose justice? We've got a lot of uh, judges who are actually black women Mm. who are occupying positions, whether of the Supreme Court of Appeal or the High Court in, in the province. Why didn't they do that before? Why did mm. they want to rush to this? I think it was distasteful. And I think the, the ANC, again, you know, showed themselves in the foot. Oh, they didn't stop there. A day after that, after they removed the Maya, then they put the Sasa cut. Uh, uh, you know the Sasa bank cut mm, or whatever mm. they put it there to say NC has delivered this. But and that's it, a government more. It's, it's a government okay, it's, project. It's, it's, a, it's a fine line to say the NC is the ruling party. Yeah. There's another thing in South Africa. We've got we've got you know multi-party democracy. You understand the NC may be the leading the ruling, but we, we we do do you want to say that we didn't have social grants before 1990? We had social grants. They've been modified, made better, and access to more people. Mm. Give credit to the government for that, but. It cannot be a campaigning slogan. But also, though, I think we need to be consistent in how we call out the ANC and or government. I'll tell you why. When the ANC decide that we're going to march on ESCOM mm -hmm. or we're going to march against unemployment, yes. people turn around and say, yeah, but the ANC is marching on itself. It doesn't make sense because you're the uh, governing party. You can't march on yourselves. But when they flip that and say, we've brought you social grants, we still complain. And when there's portals, we say the ANC created portals. Look. Exactly. So we need to decide whether uh, we're going to accept that as the ruling party, they will take credit. They can Sorry, claim not it. ruling, governing party. Yeah, as the can, governing party, you know. they must claim some of these government victories. And, and I don't have a problem with that. The ANC can claim some of the achievements and it went in the country having been the ruling or governing party, whatever, mm. from 1994 to today. Mm. But again, we have to check what I did. We did just this one. It sure. was very wrong. It was that, no, no, that, that, and I said, yes. so, so for them to say today we have electricity, we have uh, delivered more low-cost housing than any other country in the world, they can snap and say under the ANC government mm. and credit to them. Sure. And, and I always say to you, as much as they do wrong, there are so many things that the ruling party, with their good policies, have done for this country. There are so many. They, they may have failed to upkeep. And let me use the issue of electricity. Mm. The ANC may have failed to upkeep the electricity because they didn't have the brains that could realize that urbanization, especially towards housing, is growing. And therefore, they have to increase the grid and the support and all those things and start using solar or whatever wind in the rural areas and the farming areas. They mm. could have done that. Sure. They failed to do that. But it does not mean that they failed to provide basic services that were required. There are still, you know, uh, uh, hiccups here and there. There are still places that still use uh, pit latrine toilets. Mm, there are places mm. that still don't have clean water. It, it, and they could have done better. You know, they should be critiqued where they've done wrong. and sure. where they have done. But, but also give them credit where they've done right. There's, there's quite a number of things. Mm, the school mm. feeding scheme, even if it has hiccups of corruption. And most of the things that went wrong, with the ANC-led government in mm. the last, what, 27 years? 
most of the things that went wrong, it was not because they had bad policies. Yes. It's because they deployed the wrong people and because of corruption. The policies are sound. The policies are very sound. The policies, the look, main. I've been part of government. I've been part of the people who formulated various ANC policies. Mm. They will come from Lutuli House or from their conference. They will land on our tables as public administrators. And most of them, let me tell you, it is to check here and there, to clean here and there. Mm. And those are very good policies that could have led this country to a better. If they had the right people deployed into government, and if they could have dealt with corruption, there's a high scale of corruption. Corruption is very bad. It yeah. even defeats good policies. Mm. And, and that's the situation we are faced with. Absolutely. Um, so the other day in uh, Middleburg, uh, Matila Koko was, yes. um, his case... Um, his what is it? Uh, Stock of the run. Is it Kusile? The the Kusile two point two billion uh, tender uh, fraud. Uh, yeah, uh, where allegation. he and his wife and his two stepdaughters, if I'm not mistaken. Is it two? Um, I thought it's the son and the stepdaughter, but either way. But 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 anyway, but so because obviously justice denied is justice delayed is justice denied. It made sense that uh, the, the the magistrate says, "Listen, guys, go regroup and and, and fresh. Go fix your stuff." You know what is the problem? Mm. It is, again, what I said earlier on, the NPA rushing to court when they are not ready. And they, I think the magistrate was, you know, for lack of a better word, heartful with this whole thing. Mm. It is the state that brought the case to court. It has been the state that has been postponing, and not even once in this process of prosecuting Marcella Koko and the family. Mm. Uh, not even once did they ask for postponement. It has mm. always been the state. Now, why do you go and present a case in front of the court when you are not ready? Why do you think they were in a hurry, though? Was it maybe not because we were making noise that you're doing nothing, you're doing nothing? I, 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 I think, look, uh, uh, we should not shy to call this what it is. The, the, the Marcella Koko case, is a, there's a political plot behind it. Mm. It's very clear. I mean, there may have been wrong ways of awarding the attendance, so it's not a normal commission. It is a political plot. He stood up and he spoke about how President Ramaphosa fired him. Mm. And, and, and this whole thing was a political pressure. You understand? I think there has been, you know, the issue of the, the factions in the ruling party. And that to say people who were seen to be siding with the previous president, Mr. Mm. Zuma, are now being persecuted and all those. And I think it was that's where the problem is. I mean, we learned this week that the NPA is sitting with about 1.2 billion a piece of paper, or let them must go through 1.2 billion for mm. what? And that's that's where they lose cases. You know, when the Jacob Zuma case started of the corruption trial, I said, How do you have a person being charged with over 700 charges? One, it's a car wash sleep. Mm. Make your case smaller. Mm. Focus on the actual facts. Don't don't balloon and muddy your case with uh, things that are necessary. And focus on winnable things. Winnable things, mm. understand? Mm. And now we got to learn that the Jacob Zuma case is actually about 18 charges and people were told it's 700 charges. Mm. And, and 17 years. And I'm telling you, the Marcella Coco case, I can tell you, when people uh, think it's over, it is not over. It's just track of the role to say to the NPA, go and prepare yourself. We'll go into elections. There'll be a new administration, most probably, mm. and, and it will take a different turn, completely different. So what you're saying then is there might have been irregularities in the tendering. Might. But yeah. there's also political tainting 
of the whole bigger I, picture. I, I, I'm of the opinion that, and I've been following this case from its inception, mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion that there is more political interference in this case than the you know commercial administrative tendering process that is wrong. Mm -hmm. Because what we have we haven't even heard from the NPA or the alleges the nucleus of the whole thing. The only thing that we have heard so far is that there was nepotism because it was her, her his daughter. Well, people say stepdaughter. I don't call people steps. A daughter it's, is a daughter. A daughter is a daughter. It's his daughter. And, and who said, and I've said it before, who said children of family members of political office bearers, and Congress is not a political office bearer, mm. cannot do business with the state. As long as you declare, as long as there's no interference from the political office bearer or or Marcella Coco did not interfere in awarding the tender to a family member. Mm. As long as it's open and it's followed procedure, those are the things they were supposed to bring to court. That did it follow normal uh, supply chain management process? Was it fair? We have had a situation where Pravin's own daughter was doing business with the state, with millions, with the treasury. Mm. And, and because Pravin and everybody else believes that proper processes were followed, they were never brought before the case or before the courts. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we muddy our legal cases as a nation with political interference. Sure. And it delays a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It delays and mm -hmm. it causes a lot of problems as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, since uh, you've uh, raised uh, Pravin uh, Godan's name, um, we have to have a laugh about this. Which one? Pravin Godan once called you a Gupta analyst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pravin, Pravin never liked me anyway, and he, he called me a, a Gupta analyst. Why, why, why were you called a Gupta analyst? Look, uh, you know, I'm looking fresh at what is happening in the country. The, the big story now is the 42.7% uh, million charge. What, the rent manipulation. Yeah, the rent manipulation yes, story. Sir. I broke that story. In 2016, mm. on ANN7, yes. I got banned by banks. Mm. I was called a Gupta analyst, analyst by Pravin. There's a whole lot of article written by some former journalist called Bruce mm. to say I was a, a Gupta, a, a bazooka or strong man. You know, I was like an atomic bomb of the Guptas. I never met the Guptas, actually, mm. as a matter of fact. I was on ANN7. So you've never been to the Shabin? Unfortunately, I missed out. You know, I missed out on on curry and and the, 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 the hot stuff at the Shebin. I've never met them. I've, I've, I don't even know how they look like except on 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 pictures. Mm. But when Pravin did that, I had just broken the news with Tepo Kadima. Yes, sir. And and I vividly recall Sindisi uh, Wemabi, uh, known as Cindy Mabi, was the anchor. And I knew about the rent manipulation from 2003-2004. Mm. I knew about it. Mm. And when this story came out at that time in 2016, because it kept on coming out back and forth, no media channel wanted to talk about it, mm. except ANN7 allowed me to speak about it. Oh, I got into trouble. That's when, uh, when they approached the then Minister of Finance, Pravin Godan, and, and remember, he was also at SARS as a commissioner. After So he has been on the value chain of government finances. Mm -hmm. uh, as, uh, when they asked him about these allegations that a certain Buzza Muilwa made on, on ANN7 about the rent manipulation, uh, and at that time, it was only 13 banks. We didn't know it would end up being 27. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, no, you can't come and ask me questions about a Gupta analyst. <laughs>
Today, the Gupta analyst story. Do you feel vindicated? I'm very vindicated. Mm. Fresh, I'm I'm vindicated. I knew it was worse than this. Uh, Before President Zuma left office, the public protector, uh, the previous public protector advocate, Mukwebani, raised it actually. My only problem with this whole thing, and, and, and this is where incompetence and corruption comes in. Mm. I look at, for example, uh, Tito Mboweni. Mr. Mboweni stands up today mm. and, and, and this past week and says, no, no, this is treasonous. He was the governor of the Reserve Bank when this happened. Mm. He can't come today and say this is treasonous. I'm saying I'm vindicated. Are you suggesting he should have known? He sh- they should have known. What were they doing? Mm. Trevor Manuel, okay, let me tell South Africans. The, the manipulation of the rent didn't start in 2016 or It started in 2002 mm. under President Tawambiki. Trevor Manuel was the minister in the cabinet. Mm. Tito Mboweni was the governor of the Reserve Bank. Their boyfriends and wives and whatever, they were governors there and CEOs of banks. So this whole thing, we cannot sit and point fingers mm. at white capital only and the banks when the deployees of the ruling ANC were sitting in those positions. Why didn't they pick this up? How come didn't they know? When we broke the news, we were called names. Mm. You understand? Mm. And now let me tell you also where they are doing it wrong now. They are leaving the manipulation of the rent to the, comp- to the what the competition commission. Commission, yes. Why? It's, this, it's, it, it, it's, it, this is not a comp- competition commission issue. Look, the people connived. The, 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 the people who were supposed to compete, mm. APSA, Standard Bank is saying we, they are separate from Standard Charter Bank. They're talking nonsense, mm. actually. Standard Bank, APSA, Investech, and, and, and uh, First National Bank, and the others are starting to mushroom. They're starting to come out, including the Net Bank. Mm. Now, these people were supposed to compete. No, 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 no. This, this is nothing to do with competition. They connived. They didn't compete. They connived with more than 20 other international banks from Germany to the USA, mm. all over Australia mm. and Indonesia to cause a sabotage against our national currency. Mm. Why does it go to the competition commission, which can only give a slap on the wrist of 42.7 negotiated? And, 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 and surely your punishment should be to the tune of whatever you profited. Look, now the, 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 the reports of the Reserve Bank and mm. financial institutions are saying these people, they may have made an approximate amount of 13 trillion per day from 2002 Mm. until this thing was in the pipeline thanks to both Samuel and Sepokadima in 2016, 2017. Mm. 13 trillion per day. And you Mm. want to find them, even one, even if you find them one trillion, it's still not enough. Now, for me, it's not about financial compensation. Mm. Capitalists don't pay. They they are failing to pay reparations for colonialism and apartheid. They don't pay. We have rules and laws in this country that are mm. governing these financial institutions. They definitely broke the rules of financial, whether you call it the financial services board or whatever it's called today. They have broken the, the you know, financial intelligence center you know, sure. act. Mm. They have broken the South African Reserve Bank Act. So, so why are we still negotiating with these people after we have recovered or discovered that they have actually caused an economic treason. You know, treasonous acts are not only militarily. Mm. It's an economic treason to manipulate a currency of a nation. Mm. And, and, and politicians are digging them. But are, I'll are tell you saying, why. Are you saying people need to go to jail? Jail is even an understatement. They must first withdraw the licenses. First, before we jail them, mm. we must withdraw the licenses of these banks. We must 
And then they must pay. Then the, the leaders and those who were involved, like the Maria Ramos of those times, mm. whether it was Butler's Bank. By the way, also, people don't know that Butler's Bank mm. used to be FNB before. Yes. The British Bank. Mm. It was called Butler's before Bank. They, they it, until the mm. 80s, then they became First National Bank. Then strategically or corruptly, so it came back into South Africa as APSA. Mm. They are all corrupt these people. In other countries like Germany, people are being jailed. Mm. They are paying billions back as fines and penalties. And I think we should embark on that process. Not to say they must stay at the competition commission. The competition commission has limitations. Mm. They can be fined up to 25 million, maybe 50 million. It's all cute. It's, it's, it's cute. very nice to it's be like at the competition commission. Who do they compete with? They competed mm. with nobody. For me, this is treason. And I know why it will not work. Mm. I know why there will be never prosecutions. Because top ANC leaders are involved or implicated into that process. That's the only reason this, this is going to die. We are making noise this week. Mm. The country is making noise. We're going to go into Christmas. We're going to go into 2024. This whole thing is going to die its natural death, mm. like all other white-collar crimes that are happening in this country. Look at the Steinhoff case. Sure. The biggest, the biggest economic... The Germans are first to hold them accountable. Exactly. Tina, Tina still... And when it happened right here. So, so uh, it's because the ANC leaders are involved. And I don't know or supposed to be clean ANC members and leaders of today, the Tomamina people, the New Dawn people, the, the Reverend Chicanis, why are they not calling the Trevor Manuels and the Tito Mbowenis? Mm -hmm. Because they are their members, they are the leaders. They sit on those commissions and say, but guys, you were in charge of the economy of the country. Can you tell us what happened? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. They are sitting and they're saying the com competition commission. What can they do? What can they do? I mean, these people, they fail to even jail people for the cement cartels, mm. you know, the price fixing of milk and bread. They can just say, pay us 50 million. I mean, what is 50 million? Mm. Individuals steal in South Africa billions, and they get fined up to 50 million, mm. and then it's okay. And, and I don't think we have, we have the right systems. We are not applying yes. the correct systems in dealing with this thing. But as you ask... I'm vindicated. I told this country in 2016 that the rent has been manipulated. Okay, I must tell the truth. I once benefited from that. But personally, mm. when I was stationed in, when this thing started in 2002 uh, to 2006, I was stationed in Brazil. Mm. In 2004, 2005, just before I came home, uh, the rent dived because of these manipulators. I took a loan from a bank in Brazil, $50,000, and I sent it home, and I had half a million in mm. cash in the account, mm. a loan that I didn't pay with interest because of my then privileges. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Sense. But Di I didn't diplomatic steal. Immunity. Yeah, mm. I didn't steal. I, I, I saw an opportunity. So every time you I made was, an investment. I made an investment, mm. and, and because some thugs and economic criminals they made it possible for me. So I took a loan and I paid off my loan, but I benefited a lot from the rent manipulation. And, 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 and you think these banks didn't benefit? No, trillions. Mm. And the country has suffered, people suffered, you suffered, you paid more for imported goods, you paid more for your car parts, you paid more for fuel, everything that has foreign currency or a forex in it. The people on the ground mm. suffered. Mm. And the government is supposed to rise. The, the justice zones are supposed to stand up today and say, we as justice, we want to raise concern to the legislative authority or the executive authority to say, the country has been put through economic sabotage. Yes, sir. What are you doing? Not to fight for Judge Meyer's picture on the ANC pamphlet. 
<sighs> Speaking of fighting, um, Panyaza the Sufi and Ama Panyaza, the, the peace officers, yeah. uh, are back in the spotlight again. Uh, what's been happening and what are your thoughts on this? They, 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 they are not yet a peace officers, I'll explain that. But you know, you know what's like, I don't like talking about Panyaza on this blog because we both like him. We think uh, he's a cool guy. I, you know? I, love, he, I love Panyaza too he, much. He's a hardworking, cool guy. And, 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 I, he, and he always means well. He means well. His yeah. intentions, I think, mm. Panyaza Lufis is the premier. Actually, I wanted to Google his name. This thing of calling people the Panyazas and the Sputlas, it's not right. I wanted to check what is his real name. But uh, uh, my favorite Panyaza, I'm sorry, this week, uh, uh, oh, this past month, one, yesterday or on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, mm. it was Panyaza Lufis' 100 day in office. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so, this 100 days in office, as the Premier can tell you, he has done 80% good, 10% mm. nothing, 10% boo-boos, mm. very wrong. And, and Ama Panyaza, or the Gauteng, what do they call them, Gauteng Peace Officers, or Gauteng uh, Guards, what do they call them? Uh, they, there's, there's, there's an official term, they call them uh, crime prevention guards. Mm. That, that's the first mistake he did. I, I I read, listened, and watched how shame he... Oh, yeah, by the way, his real name is Andrek. What? Andrek. Andrek. That's why he went to the soccer name Panyaz. Like, he used to yeah, play soccer. Yes, yes. Andrek Lesufi. Ah, man. Premier Panyaz, please, can your parents give us the real name? Yaha Lesufi, too. I want to Andrek. I can't pay him. I can't. Yeah, Andrek Lesufi, the, the premier of Gaute. Let, let, let me explain to you how peace officers work, and this is what he was supposed to do. So you used to work for a agency of government. government yes, one of the things that I did yes. in government was I was part of the team that formulated the border management authority. Okay, and one of our first because it's an arm, it's actually the third armed wing mm. of government. Sure. You know, uh, armed officials. Number one is the South African uh, uh, National Defence Force, the soldiers. Number two is the South African Police Service. Those were the only two armed forces of the Metropolis Force under, you know, armed mm, forces, mm. peace officers. Those were the only two until July 2020, when the President of the Republic signed the Border Management Authority Act into, into, into law. And that's when the BMA was born. Now, the BMA is the third. It had armed forces. Mm. So those are peace officers. They are law enforcers, they are armed. So they are on the same level as soldiers and police. And, and Chupanyaza and his advisors, they got it all wrong. The shouting and the screaming at Bekitrele, mm. it was wrongly placed. Okay. It is not the minister of police who certify the law or peace. They call them peace officers. Yes. Or, or law enforcers who certify them to be peace officers because the police are also certified to be dead. Mm. So the soldiers and the police, when it comes to law enforcement, they are on the same footing and the border border guards, they're on the same footing. So for for the Gauteng, and Cape Town has the, the, the Western Cape has the same as this, mm. this Gauteng uh, 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 wardens or guards. Mm. The, 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 the premier of Gauteng, or maybe even the MEC of Safety and Security, they were supposed to approach the Minister of Justice, not of police. Uh -huh. A Minister of Justice, it is in the Justice Criminal Act to can certify peace officers as peace officers armed. So Banyaza says, Hendrik, he says he, he did approach the, the minister in July already, and I believe that they did that. Mm. But there's a whole process after to say, for example, in South Africa, 
they can uh, search, they can arrest, they can carry firearms. They've got these beautiful uh, BMWs, you know? I don't know why did they buy them BMWs. I've got nothing against BMW. But they have blue lights which they can't use. And people have been, have you ever seen them using those blue lights? They can't because they are not yet certified as peace officers. Ah, you understand? Okay. Now, when these people arrest you or they do searches in China and they enforce the law, they at the moment, do it like a normal security guard or a citizen arrest. Okay. They can't do it as peace officers. So they can't redo your rights. They, 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 oh, they can't do that. So mm. once they arrest like a citizen arrest, they must hand you over at a moment to the South African police services. The, the, in, now this is where Becky Taylor and the Minister of Police comes in. In South Africa, only the South African police services can do investigations. Okay. So whether border guards or the soldiers or the police or Amapanyaza arrest people, they hand you over to SAPS to can do an investigation, compile a docket, and hand it over to NPA. That's the process. Okay. So this Amapanyaza or Houting, Warden, and Guards, they are not yet certified as peace officers. Mm. It's an administrative process. I can tell you, when we formed the Border Management Authority, it took us almost two to three years to have the border guards to be certified as armed forces. Uh, but, 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 but let me tell you, it is because the leadership of the BMA, mm. they didn't rush. Although there was pressure in the country to say, we need more people at borders, we need more people at borderline. There, there, there was pressure, but they didn't rush to jump and break the laws. So, so to Panyaza's advisor or to the Premier of Gauteng is that, don't fight with your colleagues in the cabinet, or well, it's not in the national cabinet, but engage on these administrative processes because they're important. Mm. If he fails to do that, the danger is, these guys have blue lines. I was driving next to another one yesterday and I was smiling at this guy to say there's traffic, you can't go on the blue, on the yellow lane with your blue lights because he can't use them. I know mm. they can't use them. Mm. But also, in order for these people to can do a good intended job, because there's a good intention in this, mm. they, they, they must be certified. Today, if they pull a firearm, and arrest you and throw you into the vehicle, and you can sue the state. So we are avoiding as a nation to arrive at that point because it can have very serious, you know, detriments to, mm. to this whole process. So I don't know where is it stuck, and 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 I don't know why as ANC members and leaders they kept on to say your days are numbered. Uh, you know, him also as the premier. How do you say to a cabinet member <laughs> that your days are numbered when you are both appointed <laughs> by the president? But but he's a very smart guy because he was very quick to withdraw and apologize. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, in South Africa, people who withdraw and apologize, the case dies, it's natural yes, death. Yes. That's one of the you know, first things that I think Panyaza has faltered in this. He needs very good law advisors, mm. on, or, or even administrative law advisors, not law in court, and so, to, to can handle this whole process. So what you're saying then is they put the cart before the horse. They put the cart before they the horse. They should have done the ad admin first and yes. then launched yes. the project. You, you do the admin, you get them certified, you get them... So that they can hit the ground running. Yeah, the ground running. Look, that's crime. He was under pressure. He wants to deliver. The mm. man wants to deliver. Mm. Fresh is complaining that there's crime on his street. The people in see the people in Oliver and in Soweto, in Eldor, the park are complaining and he wanted to have that done mm. but again this is where i always say you can't do everything when you are the head allow other experts 
to do other things because legal have, experts have other clever people there. Legal experts and law enforcement experts in the premier's office mm -hmm. or in the Houghton provincial government could have said, "Hey, premier, wait a little bit. You can't run with this thing." Mm -hmm. Why didn't they do that? I do not know. But it's a very, it's a very tedious but very good process, and there's a purpose why the government has that process at hand. And and I think with these good intentions, it was going to be very easy. It was easy for us to motivate to cabinet and parliament, why should our border guards mm. be armed guards? You know, mm. we, we crafted a very detailed motivation which convinced the country to say, people are doing rhino poaching, they are crossing the border, armed with rifles. You can't expect, you know, somebody to go there with a cart and say, hello, why are you crossing my border illegally yes. when it's facing a rifle? They are, they, that's why they are armed guards. And look at the record of what the border guards have done mm. since they are launching April until today. It's not even a year. Mm. But week in, week out, we see the results of their work. And when I sit and look at that, I actually tap myself on my shoulder to say, wow, these guys are doing very good. Absolutely. And we can do the same with, with, with uh, uh, Amapanyaza in Gauteng. We need mm. them. The townships need them more than us in suburbs. And I think the intention is very good. Yes, sir. So Panyaza has been on the, on the news, you know, the, the, the most recent one. Heineken, guys. Yeah, man. Premier Panyaza. Heineken. I wonder if he drinks beer. Well, what happened with Heineken? No, no. With, with, remember what is happening now. This is where the capitalists are running politics in the country. And, and look, I know Panyaza may not be happy with me, or Heineken may not be happy with me, but it's okay. What transpired was, one, Heineken acquired distillers, or distillers acquired Heineken, mm. the biggest alcohol distributor in South Africa, distillers. So Heineken distel, now... Distel, distel, yes. yeah. Heineken now owns them. Mm. Or they own Heineken. So Heineken decided to do what Pick and Pay did in the township. They came with a concept to say uh, they, are, they are green in the township. They are, they are organizing and, and, and regulating the taverns. And they use the nice word, tavern. We use Shebin Kokas. Sure. In doing that, who will they need? They will need the, the government. They will need the lawmaker. So they approached the premier's office to partner, to say there's a problem of youth drinking, illegal shabins in township. Good intention. We know those things are there. Yes. But again, what is wrong is Heineken is going to do what pick and pay did to spaza shops and to supermarkets in the township. They'll paint them green. You'll start seeing youth in the township. But these are taverns of the future. What's the problem? No, 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 no. Fresh. We are having a social problem in Zambia. One of our biggest problems is youth unemployment, mm. drug and alcohol abuse in the township. How do we invest the premier's time for a private company that wants to paint townships green and formalize taverns? We are having a social problem of alcohol abuse. Mm. The first mistake is to formalize it. How do you formalize a wrong thing? A, 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 abuse of alcohol. Let me tell you. But and, would you rather people are drinking on the street? No, no. And I don't want even illegal shebins. Or, or, yeah. or they can go to a nice tavern with Wi-Fi. Yeah, and, nice, and a running uh, toilet. Yeah. And, and this, this is where the second problem comes in. Yeah. Branded green. Mm. Branded Heineken. So it is unfair competition. Mm. What about other brands? that have been there. They'll be excluded. You sound like insurance companies that are complaining about insurance pointsmen. But, <laughs> but, but, but look, insurance pointsmen are helping us. But let me tell you, Fresh, what this will cost. Yeah. 
it will cause, you know, you remember how Coca-Cola booted out Pepsi in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Pepsi stood with us during the liberation struggle. They withdrew, they stood. Now, when they were supposed to come back, they found that Coca-Cola is owning almost every fridge in a supermarket as part of a shop. Mm -hmm. And Coca-Cola issued one statement that killed Pepsi. You can have your Pepsi, but not in our fridges. Mm. And then Coca-Cola did what? It's called ABI these days, I think so. What did they do is they will have seven fridges, and they own almost every soft drink in that fridge, mm. except Pepsi and its, you know, seven up and all that. And that's what killed Pepsi. That's what made Pepsi struggle to come back. Heineken will go to townships. They will brand the Shebins mm. and the Spazas and the Taverns. And they will put a regulation to say, but you can't put Castle or Hansa or, or, or Van Hook in, in our fridges. These mm. our fridges, they are green and it's Heineken fridges. That's what they will do. So it's unfair competition. I know on Thursday... What if they agree that you can stock other alcohol? But we're, we're just here for infrastructure reasons. That, that is where the engagement should have taken place. Again, Banyaza mm. is doing it wrong. He engaged them, he goes on television with them, he signs this deal that we are going to change the laws, the time of Shebins and the operate with Heineken or Distel. And others are left out. I know on Thursday, the, the uh, liquor owners associations, they met with, 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 I don't know the outcome at the moment, to complain about exactly what I'm raising. Mm. To say, no, but this is unfair competition. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm operating at a corner where most beer consumed there, for example, it is Stella Artois or Castle Light. And I hope all these beer companies are listening to this whole nonsense about beer and they can come and sponsor this show. Uh, uh, they can compete. You know, Vendu can come and compete with Heineken to can brand this, this table. But again, you can't put people in a corner mm. to say everything is green. It's not really about the fridge if they agree. If everything is marked Heineken, 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 you know, it works in our minds. They will start distributing T-shirts the same way as... There's even a song about it. Nige. Heineken, Heineken, Yeah, you see. Heineken, 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 Heineken. I wouldn't know about it. So, so I've got nothing to do with Heineken. It's a very good international brand. They've got very good projects on this. It's a good beer. I wouldn't know. And I don't drink beer. How do you know? You're a Stella guy. No, I don't drink Stella anymore. You just saw a beer called Stella. You're like, ah, cherry. That cherry. <laughs> now that that used to be my beer until the taste changed. So I'm back. I'm back to Venduk. I'm, ah, I'm yes. very loyal to German beers. Mm. I started drinking beer when I was stationed in Germany. By the way, yes. I never drank beer in my life until the Germans brainwashed me, misled me. Now I'm stuck with drinking beer, especially on hot days like today. At that time you drive an American off-road vehicle. But anyway, this is a story for another day. <laughs> so let's talk about the Middle East. On the eve of Parliament deciding that on a vote that we're going to uh, withdraw all diplomatic ties with Israel. Yeah. On the eve of the decision being made, Israel says to the ambassador, uh, come home for a consultation. You see the language used? <laughs> <laughs> Have Israel said, come home and we're done with this country, or is it a consultation the way we were consulting? And then secondly... Why is it a parliamentary thing where the EFF must say, let's have a vote, when surely the president should stand up and say, we're doing this or we're not doing this? I, I, surely. I fully agree with you. Uh, let, let, me, let me start with your second question. Yes. I, I was very surprised where are the diplomats mm. in this instance and the lawmakers. Mm. It is absolutely wrong and unusual that 
a political party uh, which is in the opposition or whatever had to raise a motion or table a motion in parliament where the people are supposed to decide or to vote whether the Israeli ambassador should be chucked out or mm -hmm. not. This is unheard of. This is unprocedural. And I'm saying it in I, I confidence. I was going to say, at a diplomatic level, it's, it's, it's unprocedural. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be in parliament. It's, it was never supposed to be in parliament. The, 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 the deployment, the acceptance of receiving credentials for diplomats, mm. whether it's heads of missions like ambassadors and, and high commissioners, rest with the executive authority. The, the Israeli ambassador to South Africa is representing the prime minister of Israel in South he Africa. He was not sent here by Israeli and, parliament. Yes, he was not sent by Israeli parliament. <laughs> and he was received. His credentials mm. were signed off facilitated by Derko, the Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, and received and, and accepted and welcomed home by the president of the country. Mm. So this is an executive position. It was not supposed to be in parliament. But now let me, it, one, it says to me, uh, the executive authority, the presidency, are cowards. They let the EFF run with this thing. It was not supposed to be in parliament, number one. Number two, I think they are being cautious about it, mm. uh, taking into consideration the relationship between the president and business makers and the Jew community in South Africa and, and so forth. And, and the levels of trade with Israel. Yes. Because it's, it's a ton of trade. They, they, it, this was not supposed to be in parliament. Why vote to send an ambassador to close the mission? When they came here, we didn't vote. It didn't mm. go to parliament. Mm. We didn't ask parliament whether can we accept do we this want country these countries or not. Let's we didn't vote. do that. Mm. The EFF is doing its job because of its political beliefs. Yes. It's okay. They didn't do anything wrong from their side. But it is the cabinet, especially fresh, that the cabinet met two weeks ago mm. and decide and gave Derko, Minister Naledi Panto, marching orders. You remember we spoke about it to say, go and engage uh, 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 the ambassador of Israel. Yeah, was it that, Shade, that, that was the right process. Yes. And, and I think, going to your first question, uh, pardon me, I think Israel read it. And to avoid embarrassment, they did a swift move. Oh, yes. A night before the vote. I'm not fired, I quit. I'm not fired, I walked out. Yes. I, I decided to recall my ambassador to come and consult and you know, have debriefing and engagement. I think they knew how it was going to go. Look, the, the, the ruling African National Congress has the majority. They had the support of all other political parties. Mm. Uh, they defeated this vote on, on Tuesday with an overwhelming majority. Israel knew, so they were not going to allow to be embarrassed. That's why they recall the ambassador the night before. What is left for us to know and understand mm. is, is whether that vote is going to instruct the executive authority, meaning the cabinet, mm. to say, no, 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 we didn't just say the ambassador must go. They have, remember, they have voted to say they must cut ties. Yes. Uh, uh, with, with, and, and it was an ANC resolution, if you recall. And without diplomatic ties, then what of trade? Well, look, trade will suffer. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, there's already noise in mm. South Africa mm. now. I didn't even know that uh, clover is linked to Israel. You know, mm. I only learned this week that mm. clover. And sorry, I don't use milk products, but if I was, I was going to stop buying clover because I'm on the side of the Palestinians. I don't hide it. However, Trade will suffer. Israel products, people are starting to talk about Israel products on our shelf. Anything that comes from Israel is going to impact on trade. Mm. Uh, our trade relations with Israel, look, they are good, but they are not that big that they can shake the country, you know, looking at what is happening with other Asia and the Europe mm. uh, trade. Uh, but every little form of business is important. Being a business person, you will know that it is important. Every cent counts in trade and, and good relations. But this one has won, has went beyond trade. Mm. It, there's a war full 
whole world broke, you know, and, and, and fortunately, again, the United Nations was very useless. Uh, Briggs stepped over. No, they are useless. You know, if you want to Bafana, see fresh... Bafana Bapoli, Yoli Mizzles. Yes, yes. And, and COVID, and, and, and yeah. they failed with malaria. If you want to see how useless the UN is, and you know, I'm still, I'm looking for a job with them. I hope they, they will give me a, a, a space one day. But they are useless. If you want to see how useless the UN is, you can't sit when there's a war, when children and people are dying. When you've got the United Nations peacekeeping forces mm, all over you, mm. and you sit in offices and suits mm. and, and discuss it for months, mm. this, thing, this thing is two months now, it's over two months. Weeks have passed when these people are discussing until clap hands, Ramaphosa again, one of the few times I'll clap hands, call the BRICS leaders meeting, BRICS plus. Man. Mm. They sit in a meeting during the course of this past week. And President Putin makes statements. President Ramaphosa becomes firm with it. And guess what? The United Nations Secretary General, whose body fails, come and engage with BRICS. So BRICS has actually brokered temporary peace mm. uh, uh, with Qatar and, and has been uh, 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 on the chairperson of, of apparently, and I, I don't want to believe this, uh, but apparently on, on Wednesday evening, mm towards Thursday morning, they've reached an agreement to say ceasefire for four days. This is why I don't understand about these inhuman people. How do you say ceasefire for four days, let's exchange humanitarian and hostages, mm. and then after four days, what happens? We kill each other again. We kill each other again. Mm. I mean, what kind of diplomats negotiate such engagement? Mm. You should say ceasefire at all, let humanitarian things pass, or send a peacekeeping army. Yeah to block the two sides from killing each other and the, killing innocent civilians. The peace camp, uh, you know what, I think, you know, for their sins, uh, I think the UN are also very realistic. They know that even that peacekeeping army will be bombed. Uh, uh, but, and but, the excuse is going to be, no, but there was a Hamas guy hiding behind the girl with the blue helmet. Yeah. What did you expect me the, to do? But, but I, I, look, four days, peacekeeping, exchange what? Uh, about 50 hostages. I was thinking about it. It what happened did, in World what War did, II. What World did, War II, yeah. for Christmas, we'd break, <laughs> we'd break, we'd exchange gifts, yeah. and then from there, we'd go back to killing each other. And, and this, that's why the UN is not moving with the times. Mm. We cannot be operating like this when human life is being lost. And they're also talking about this peace and then for two states. When we know that the, the UN has been talking two states uh, uh, since 1948, mm. they haven't achieved. It's 70 years, if not yeah. 75. You still talk about something that failed for 75 years. No, but we need better diplomats, man. You know, Antonio Guterres, uh, I like him. He's a very good South American leader. Of the, but he must come with a different mindset. We need a completely different mindset to this whole we thing. Need, we need a reimagined United Nations. Yes, uh, but the UN shame. I would rather put my money on bricks mm -hmm. and, and, and what they've done for now. I hope humanitarian help will reach you know, uh, the, the children and the people of Palestine. And let's just pray for those who believe in a prayer that after four days, there'll be no missiles flying again. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm, 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 I'm going to, I want to say to you, I don't know if it'll last four days. I, I don't know if it'll last four uh, days. Fresh, you know what I said when I came to the studio mm. this morning? Mm. They are waiting for uh, 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 Hamas must release a certain number of hostages. Mm. Mm. I asked myself, those are they, will they be life bodies mm. or they'll be bodies only if they deliver them? Mm. Why a certain how do you reach? How do you decide fresh and botsang are, are kidnapped? 
so fresh must go. How do they arrive at that? To in exchange of four days, in exchange of ceasefire for four days, uh, I'll give you 50 hostages. I don't. I also am agree with you. I doubt if it will reach four days. I, I I'm in doubt of that. But you know, these are some of the challenges we are faced with internationally. Sure. Except you know, one of the the biggest challenge while we are focusing on the Middle East, mm. we are having a very serious problem in South Africa. Trade is not moving. Mm. 70,000 containers are stuck at the Durban Harbour. At Durban Harbour. Mm. And we spoke and, about it months ago. And, and some are apparently being shipped to Mauritius uh, because these tankers need to keep moving. These container yeah. ships need to keep moving. Yes. So they're going as far as Mauritius yeah. so that they can move on to the next trip and then they can find smaller ships to, to move them, them from Mauritius to here. So it's Black Friday yesterday. Yeah. I'm sure there's a container full of a Black Friday special. Of the things you ordered. That you would have loved. Yeah. But, but it's stuck at the port. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Fresh, we, 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 we spoke about this and I must be very careful not to delve or dwell into, into my, my official work and career as, as a, a cross-border official, you mm. know. But I saw this coming. We knew it was coming and it has two elements. I refuse to say it is failure to can take care of infrastructure by Transnet. I refuse to, mm -hmm. to, to accept mm -hmm. it. Transnet has been one of the best performing SOEs of government for many years. Mm -hmm. Now, when you fail to service and to take care of your car, it is different with when you put new parts in your car and the mechanic that puts the, steals the parts and put fake ones. Mm. Transnet is being sabotaged, and this is Botsan's position. Yes. Transnet is being sabotaged. The rail lines are being stolen. The, the infrastructure, yes, uh, they may have struggled with money there, but Transnet has been making billions mm. profitably. They will not neglect they are billions profit and they are cash cow. They would not do that. So mm. there's a whole sabotage regarding this whole thing. And, and, and that's the first part. The second part is I listened to uh, the, the leader of the road uh, fight association, the yes. trackers. Oh, yes. I listened to his interview and he was blatant to say to the government, you must shut down Transnet and hand it over to the private sector. Mm. Wow. Mm. So the country has invested in creating harbors, some of the best deep sea harbors in mm. the world. Mm. And then we must now hand it over to the private sector because there's crisis. We should look at what caused the crisis. Mm. And as an economic sabotage and, and also the competition. We, we, we wrote papers about this as way back, as four years back, to say Namibia is developing one of the best seaports in the world. And, the that's, and they're stealing our business now. And they're stealing our business. We saw it coming. Yeah. Maybe Transnet failed to see that. But it's not only Namibia. Beira in Mozambique Mm. because Maputo is very shallow. You can't sure. put this heavy corner. So people will move to Beira. It's far, but it's waking. Now you can move things actually from uh, uh, the port of uh, Beira through, through the land mm. by rail or by road into the port of Namibia. So that's how the trade is going to work. South Africa will lose out of that. We have written so many reports about this, warning the government that this may happen it's because these it's other countries were mm. picking up Guess what? Who listened to us? Nobody listened. But but also the trackers wanting to take that you know, portion of business. Mm. The government has been talking about removing goods from the road. And I'll tell you why we have, as a country, and this again my personal belief, why we should remove goods off the road. One, it's costly to move goods by road mm -hmm. to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two, it's also dangerous for you know road accidents and all that. Three, 
the infrastructure gets damaged. Mm. And also these trackers get hijacked, goods are stolen and so forth. So it's also risky. Sure. And as a, so rail became the safest way to move goods. It's faster, it's cheaper, and it's safer than roads. Now guess what? People go and steal rail lines. And I've asked a question, a very dangerous question before. Mm. Who benefits when Transnet is being sabotaged? That's where our political office, bearers and decision makers must go and think. Sure. When Transnet suffers, when rail stop moving. Where does the money go? Where does the money go? Mm. Where does the economy go? Where does the business go? Yesterday, I, I know on, on Wednesday, I spoke to two of my you know, former colleagues from Transnet, one in the harbor mm. and then another one at headquarters to say, hey, colleagues, sorry, man. I feel sorry for you. I know we spoke about this three, four years back. I know what's going on. And, and, and I said to them, have you asked yourself, Transnet rail lines in mm. South Africa, mm. they are the same as the Prasa rail lines. They use the same spur. What do you call that thing? The, the, the rail, yeah, the the rail track, line. The track, yeah. yeah, the tracking. It's the same. Okay, same size, same metal, same everything. Fresh. And the people of this country, why don't people who steal the rail lines of Transnet, don't they steal the rail lines of Prasa? I don't say they are not doing it, but you look at the level mm. of sabotaging Transnet. Rail lines are in townships. We have rail lines crossing in Tembisa, next to squatter camps, everywhere. If people why want to steal, not stealing why that? are they not stealing that to mm. go and Because people are saying they are stealing... Uh, uh, the rail lines to go and weigh and sell at scrap metals. I'm saying bullshit, utter nonsense. There's rail lines that are not being used. Why don't they go and steal those ones? That are not being stolen. Yes. That, so if, you, if you go to the west of Jersey, yeah, the, uh, the old industry there, well, yeah. uh, you go to, um, 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 kind of was this place, not... Chembisa in the east. There's rail lines There's that rail are lines there that are around. Not being used. Yeah. Yes. Why don't the, the people who want to go and weigh this thing, they are even unguarded. Yes. Why don't they steal those ones? Why do they steal Transnet? What? Because Transnet is moving the economy. Transnet is transporting the economy. Now, these people who own trucks and who want to own the ports, they now want to own Transnet. You understand? And it's the whole white capital thing. They want to take over this whole... because. We are left, Transnet is one of the SOEs we are left with that could function very well. I don't say they don't have challenges. I don't say they don't have problems. They do have problems. And I think Transnet is one of the entities of government which had good leadership yes. you know, for over the years. And that's why it was doing very well. But for me, the whole Transnet thing, the 70,000 containers, the economy suffering, it is, again, just like ESCOM. It's mm. a sabotage. They are putting pressure on the government to can give up on Transnet so that they can take over Transnet and, 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 and win it and own it and control it. What is it going to do to us? It's going to make goods very expensive for the consumer. Mm. Right now, I'm actually, I'm glad those with uh, 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 spending partners, I nearly said wives, you know, partners who are spending like you are going to save money because the goods didn't arrive in the country. Let Black Friday pass and nobody uses their money so that we can use it wise in January towards school. Mm. But, but again, the government intelligence must wake up. Sure. The government intelligence must wake up. This thing, the you know, Transnet is one of our last hope mm. as a state-owned entity. If the ANC-led government can let Transnet slip through our fingers, trust me, I'll be one of the people who say I'm giving up on the government. Mm. I think on that note, it's time for us to give up on our time. 
Thank you, Brother Fresh. It's been a what? It's been a crazy hour of yeah. non-stop talk, but there's been a lot to discuss. Though. No, there's been a lot. Remember last week we, we had a special show and yes. there's things that we moved to this week. But again, I, I don't know, people don't understand. To sit here and talk with Fresh for an hour, yes, as it takes a lot. This week it took me almost two days mm. to can prepare for today's show. Yes, sir. And there's a lot that goes into this mm. because you don't want to sit on a public platform and give people wrong information. Yes, sir. But again, people are lamenting. And I tell them, guys, we sit there for 50 minutes. It's, <laughs> it's a whole lot of time. But they're saying they want more time. They want, yeah, they, they want, want more time. They want two is gonna, hours. Kelleto is going to kill us. You know, yeah. they, and they, they want us to segment the show mm. and, and say we must have a politician once or twice a month. And then the rest, oh, but they complained last week that we didn't have our discussion, which mm. I like. It means mm. people like this. Absolutely. It's an information, informative desk. Mm. And, and again, I, I've decided to part with my knowledge in the public administration processes with the people. So that they must, people must, if people know and understand, they will know how to vote. I'm not going to influence anybody how to sure. vote or to vote for who, mm. but I will say this is how the public service is designed. This is how it's supposed to work. And, and it's not me saying it is the loss of this country and the processes. Absolutely. Botsang, where do we find you online, sir? Uh, Botsangm at gmail.com. And you can WhatsApp me on 082-485-9100. And on social media handles, I still at Botsangm. And, and that's where you find me on social media. And that's it for today's edition of uh, Wow, What a Week, hashtag Politrix, coming to you from Amp Studios, downtown Johannesburg. We're part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to our cinematographers, Pezulu Works. Shout out, Trevor. We love your work, brother man. Artist the Floor Fraser for all of our imaging, our guest, Botsang Muilwa, creative producer, Kuvesh Mohan, and our show producer, Keleso Mudisa King. Email us, waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.